0: Uh, if you monitor the daily news conferences that feature premier ford and various ministers you know that uh, we were told that schools are not reopening in any way shape or form for the remainder of the year which is You know, I'm not going to say it's not a big deal because they've been closed for umpteen weeks already, but uh, the last four weeks or so of school, which might have taken place or not taking place, because the Premier wants to be absolutely sure. And with only that number of weeks left, I would argue that he's probably right. Uh, There may be some opportunity for summer learning on the part of uh, students or students and their parents who feel that they need a little bit of an extra push. Now, uh, during the course of the to-and-fro, the, to the, uh, the question-and-answer period for the news conference, mention was made of students with disabilities and what they're going to do because they've been disadvantaged to begin with. They don't uh, operate on a level playing field because of their disabilities, and they have some uh, fairly decent spokespeople out there. One of them would be David Leposki, who is Alliance Chair uh, in Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities. Good morning, David. Good morning. Okay, um, you heard my preamble. You know this uh, situation better than most. We've got, uh, I think, it's a couple of hundred thousand students who would qualify in some way, shape, or form as disabled in the province of Ontario. Yes, it's uh, over a third of a million. Which is a lot of people.
1: Now, one out of every six kids in our schools has special education needs, and the vast majority of them have disabilities. They already faced too many barriers in our education system uh, because it was never really designed with their needs in mind before COVID. With the understandable and necessary move to online learning because of the COVID crisis, the Ontario government has had no plan in place to ensure that the additional barriers that are created by online learning will be removed and uh, barriers that affect their disabilities. Let me just give you one example. Of course, when you move to online learning, you have to use, uh, choose which program you're going to use, which computer application for holding your online class. Well, some of those applications are more accessible to those of us i'm blind uh who use uh alternative adaptive technology interact with our compute to interact Mm -hmm. with our computers the government has not ensured that school boards only use accessible media meeting platforms they've left it to every school board over 70 school boards to themselves decide if they want to find an accessible platform to have to compare them and figure out which works and the province is not showing the leadership we need by making sure that only accessible platforms are used. Uh, And that failure of leadership hurts students with disabilities, teachers with disabilities, parents at home who are trying to set up the computer who have disabilities. And it wastes the time and money of over 70 school boards. It's a Okay, so let me stop you elderly. there. Let me
0: stop you there, David, sure. because I've, I've got a couple of questions to interpose. Sure, go ahead. That would be a good example because you're talking about uh, people who are sight impaired, if not totally blind. Uh, and, and what you're talking about uh, as well is the idea of being seamless across the province so that 70 school boards don't have 70 different decisions, which therefore create an unlevel playing field for the kids uh, in in a short yes or no answer correct absolutely all right that, that go that's that uh, covers the blindness uh Issue the the problem that we have is that nobody, not in this government or a previous government or a previous previous government, has really taken that uh, under its wing and said we're going to make a decision. And all of a sudden, we were faced with COVID nineteen. So uh, it, it is this government's responsibility, but it has been something that hasn't happened for a very long time. Uh, it it's something that I suppose would come under the heading, and we've been talking about this on all kinds of levels, not just schooling. Of pandemic planning. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Absolutely. When you come up with an emergency plan, you've got to include the needs not only of people without disabilities, but the people with disabilities too, because we're a significant uh, part and a vulnerable part of the public. And in this case, Peter, let me just tell you that there are teachers and parents around the province who are themselves coming up with creative solutions. What we need the province to do is to reach out to them, find out what works and share those around with everybody, again, so that everybody doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. We've been pleading with the provincial government, with the Ford government to do this for weeks. Not only haven't they did it, but our coalition teaming up with the Ontario Autism Coalition, uh, two and a half weeks ago, we tried it ourselves. Using volunteers, we held an online virtual town hall asking experts in frontline education of students with disabilities for practical tips we did it ourselves it was successful but the government hasn't even shared our virtual town hall with teachers and school boards around the province so they can learn from our work that we're handing them on a silver platter
0: okay well let's stop you there Let's stop you there and let's, because we have limited time. We have a summer, and in fact, I wouldn't even say a summer because the education minister and the premier are talking about unveiling plans for the fall, uh, which is only 14 weeks away after all, uh, by the end of June. So they've got. Essentially, four or five weeks, and they got to tell us how we're going to manage putting kids in classrooms. And I'm assuming we're putting kids in classrooms, and I hope to God I'm right, um, by uh, Labor Day. That being the case, you've also got to accommodate kids with learning disabilities, not just at home, but in class. Autism being probably the one that people would consider front and center.
1: Well, autism is just one. There's a full spectrum of different disabilities that, who are going to have be facing significant challenges, uh, making up for the, the barriers they've been facing and with the added challenges of return to school. So, again, you need a comprehensive plan so that each school board doesn't have to reinvent the wheel again in that context, too.
0: Have you had any indication from anybody at governmental levels, considering you've held the town hall, you've obviously made some submissions, uh, have you had any indication that uh, they're going to take into consideration, uh, I I know the premier acknowledged it the other day, but that's an acknowledgement and I, I believe that he meant it when he said it, but have you had communication with people in the ministry who are saying, yes, we will be uh formally sitting down with you or other groups or whatever to plan what we're going to do for people who uh just don't walk into a classroom every day sit down and and, uh, pull out whatever it is that they need for learning tools
1: they've said that they're thinking about it but we've seen no indication that they're actually planning comprehensively and effectively to solve it much less to solve the challenges going on over the next five weeks much less to be ready should, God forbid, there be a second wave and we have to go into a second lockdown, which is a realistic possibility.
0: Yes, it is, and and, uh, I think that has to be considered as well because we be back to square one the way it uh, it started when we shut things down uh, two months ago. And, uh, I, you know, I don't even want to consider it, but if you are doing planning, which sadly governments around the world didn't do on any level, uh, I shouldn't say all, there were a couple that did, but uh, but the big governments around the world didn't do the kind of planning that they should have on any particular file, not least education. And so what you're saying is, please, Ontario government, education ministry, consider the fact that you've got one in every six kids who need some form of special help, whether they're still operating at home or they come into a classroom, whatever it is they do, whether they need special equipment, they were left out. Am I correct?
1: Absolutely. And if people, if your listeners go to aodaalliance.org slash COVID, you'll see that for for eight to 10 weeks, we've been pleading we've been offering ideas we've been making suggestions we've been uh documenting them and uh but it's been like trying to swim up Niagara Falls
0: I can't do that (laughs) David I wish you a lot of luck with this and I thank you very much uh for coming on and illuminating what I think is a very important part of our education file
1: thanks for including this topic in your program
0: all right before you go give me that website one more time because I'm sure people want to write it down
1: a-O-D-A alliance slash COVID.
0: There you go. Thanks, David. Thank you. Stay safe. All right. David Lepofsky is Alliance Chair, Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act.